What are the best ways for financial institutions to engage their customers? Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about the 2012 Faces of Fraud survey today. And I'm talking with Peter Tapling. He's the President and CEO of Authentify. Peter, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Tom. Glad to be here. Well, Peter, coincidentally enough, as our survey ended, news of the global payments breach broke. What's your take on this particular incident and its potential impact on financial fraud as we review it in 2012? Well, global payments is clearly a very large uh, processor, so the uh, risk of exposure of card data is significant. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's a watershed event because if you look, if you count the number of cards that are breached and you put that on the pile of card information that's been breached over the last couple of years, um, it's not it's not that great a number. That said, uh, it clearly indicates that we're not doing enough as an industry to make sure that these kinds of breaches can't happen. Uh, I think one of the things that's disconcerting is the trickle of continuing breaches. Well, again, the timing was interesting because we just ended the survey, and you've had a chance to look at some of the survey results now. When you look at the overview, what are the responses that are most meaningful to you? Well, I think the things that we noticed were that the um, the responses that talked about the causes of fraud um, pointed to things that are not directly uh, in the in the control of the customer. Um, they're things that happened to the customer, but the customer didn't necessarily do anything to cause the fraud to happen. Um, by the same token, the banks, uh, with all the fraud management tools we have in place and things like that, the banks, 82% of the time, hear first about a fraud event from their customer. Um, so it's good that one of the other um, answers to the questions was that customer education is on the list, um, but I think that we really need to do more to engage the customer in protecting their own accounts. And I'm going to get back to that point in a minute because you've raised a couple of good ones here. One is on the, the investments that institutions are planning, awareness being one of them. Uh, what's your take on the anti-fraud investments that the institutions say they plan this year? Well, they're certainly necessary. You know, part of the challenge we have here is the, uh, the, the bad guys are continuing to do bad things and they're continuing to come up with different ways to, uh, to attack the system. So the, the fraud management systems are certainly uh, necessary, but they're not a panacea. I, I think in, in the U.S. particularly, institutions are very nervous about putting things in front of their customers. They don't want to do anything that ruins the customer experience. And that kind of hypersensitivity to not communicating with the customer at the time of the transaction so that the transaction goes through creates a lot more risk. Uh, I don't think as an industry we give the customer enough credit. I think that they understand that essentially they're under attack. Yes, they'd like their bank to do more, but one of the primary things I think they're like, they would like their bank to do is stay in touch with them. I want to bring you back to customer awareness, Peter, because as you noted, that was a resonant theme in the results. Um, and again, as you noted, it seems that the customers are very aware when fraud incidents occur. What's your take on this notion that we've seen a couple times now as we've surveyed our, our respondents that the customer seems to be the best fraud detection system that institutions have? Well, I think that's true. At the end of the day, you know, you go back five years and nobody wanted to talk about fraud. Uh, the, the industry wanted the customer to think your money's in the bank, your money is safe. Uh, and so fast forward to today, you almost can't open a newspaper on a daily basis and see some type of 
some type of attack or some type of breach or some type of loss for a particular individual. So everything from a big headline-making story like the, the recent global payments breach down to a local newspaper story that you know some person had their identity stolen. Um, consumers are well aware that this is going on. Um, people check their accounts frequently. They know what transactions they did, and they know when they see transactions that they didn't do. Um, so as a result, I think, uh, again, this hypersensitivity to not wanting to, quote-unquote, bother the customer, I, I, think they, I think there are ways that they can be engaged in the process um, to kind of help the, uh, the fraud managers uh, attack, you know, manage fraud uh, against the institution. You make a good point there because uh, financial institutions traditionally have been reluctant to talk about fraud to customers. They don't want to scare them. And, and then they go through the, the point that they, they don't want to bother them. They think they're bothering them if they're sending them alerts. How should they be discussing the topic of fraud with their customers? Well, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you got to treat them like adults, right? You, you can't have a bank account unless you're 18. You're therefore an adult, right? <laughs> so I think... Um, it is, I mean, it is a marketing game. You know, if nobody wants to be the first one. Nobody wants to be the first one to say, you know what, I'm going to come up front with my customers. I'm going to tell them that there are a, a myriad forms of fraud and that these things can happen and that that's why we're putting these processes in place so that you can help us um, protect your accounts. That's scary. Um, you know, you went to the RSA conference. You went to the, uh, may have been to the Merchant Risk Council conference. You sit in those conferences and you almost want to stuff your money in a mattress um, because the, the, um, the range of fraud that occurs is certainly um, is certainly frightening. So I don't think they need to become. I, I don't think they need to be alarmist, but I do think that they need to say, "Look, it's not our job to protect you. It's our job collectively to protect you. So you have to participate in this. And these are the tools we're going to give you to help participate." Now, Peter, you and I have talked about this in the past. One of the other things that institutions are reluctant to do is to send out different types of alerts to customers about transactions or about authenticating transactions because they're concerned about, quote, unquote, bothering the customer. Now, I know you've got some thoughts on that. What are the most effective ways to engage banking customers? And maybe you can shatter a couple of the myths here at the same time. Well, you know, it, it's all about whether or not you wanted to be contacted. Um, I, I think in a conversation with you, I brought up the example of, you know, if you want aluminum siding on your house and you pick up the phone and you call the aluminum siding company, when they call back, you're not upset. You wanted them to call. If you're sitting down to your spaghetti dinner at 6 p.m. and the outbound telemarketing com call comes in and it's totally unexpected um, and it's for a purpose that you're not interested in, then you're then you're not upset. I think in the banking world, they did spend a lot of time doing telemarketing. If you think back to the, you know, the, the heyday of the credit card era where we all had, you know, five and ten credit card offers in our mailbox, um, every, uh, every week, um, there was a lot of outbound telemarketing in order to get you to sign up with your bank. And so customers naturally kind of contracted and said, you know what? If the bank calls, they're not calling me for anything good. They're trying to sell me something. Um, that has stopped. Um, and I think now customers are conditioned that they're conditioned to sign up for alerts. Um, there, you know, basically any online banking mechanism has a process where you can go in and say, I want to know when charges happen over X amount of dollars, when I get within X amount of my credit limit, things like that. And so I think if they just look at the activity that's occurring in their own, in their, in their own businesses, they'll see that customers do indeed welcome contact on their own terms. 
And so I think what needs to happen is they need to create these tools where the customer can get trusted communication that they know is coming from the bank uh, and get it on their terms. So final question for you, Peter. We asked this in our survey of the respondents, and I'll ask you as well. What one factor do you believe could make the greatest difference in the fight against fraud this year? Uh, engage the customer. At, at the end of the day, you know, 82% of the time you find out about it first from the customer. What would be the difference in fraud losses if you encourage the customer to contact you earlier? Just think about that. So if I'm going to hear about the event from the customer anyway, I want to hear about it not in not when they get their statement 22 days after the event occurred. I want to be able to hear from, hear about it, you know, within a, within a day or within an hour or within a few minutes. That really gives me, as a fraud organization, an opportunity to do something um, about actually stopping uh, the, the movement of value uh, outside of, of where it's supposed to go. It's a great theme and it's great insight. Peter, thanks so much for taking time to speak with me today. Thank you, Tom. We've been talking about the Phases of Fraud survey. I've been talking with Peter Taplin, President and CEO of Authentify. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.